And good morning, Hoosier Nation, and welcome to the first edition of the season of Hoosier Morning After, the 89th edition overall of Hoosier Morning After. I'm your host, Chad Schwartzkopf, here with Martha. We're going to break down Indiana's win yesterday against Marion, 78-42, to uh, an exhibition game, a game where, as they like to say, the final score doesn't matter, but the injuries do. Or the final score doesn't count, but the injuries do. Um, overall, a pretty healthy game for everyone uh, that was involved in the game. Obviously, the storyline going into it was that IU was going to be out with their, uh, without their All-American Trace Jackson Davis and uh, a possible standout and breakout guard, um, Tamar Bates. Obviously, not, not what you want to hear or see. Uh, Trace was sitting on the side, both of them looking very dapper in their suits, looking like coaches themselves sitting over there. Trace with a hand wrapped up, um, still his offhand, so that's at least good. But we, we ha- don't have details on exactly what's going on with him and a timetable for him. But at least we know when the season gets going and when it matters, he will probably be ready for us to go. Um, tomorrow as well, sitting on the sideline, no boot, no major wraps, no uh, report there exactly what's going on that IU is putting out to the public. So uh, just wish them health, and and uh, this is the time to sit out and, and just be a part of it. But hey... So exciting to have IU basketball to watch again, talk about, and get into. And there were many things uh, that we can talk talk about today that we can take away from this game. Uh, things that we don't want to take too seriously, again, because it is an exhibition game. And while guys are out there competing, uh, they are competing against, no offense to Marion at all, but obviously a, a lesser opponent. So it, it take take the stats and the, and the sample size uh, with a grain of salt, if you will, but lots of good things can come out of this game and everything. So I was very happy with a lot of the play, a lot of the things we saw in yesterday's game. Here with me, I'm going to kick it over to, <clears throat> excuse me, Martha, to get kind of opening thoughts. Martha, thanks for being on. And and if it, it wasn't announced on this, it was announced on YouTube, but those that are or Twitter, but those that don't kind of... Uh, Subscribe to Twitter, but listen to this podcast and everything, be it on YouTube or the different platforms. Thank you, as always, for for doing that. But um, it was just announced uh, this past week that Martha's going to join me more on a regular basis as a co-host and everything. So it's going to be great to have Martha on and joining with me. Always great to have another voice and not just me rambling away. Martha, what did you uh, what you see in yesterday's game from the Hoosiers? Yeah, well, first off, thanks for thanks for the invitation to, to co-host this year with you. I'm thrilled uh yeah we, you and i've talked a lot you you've really instilled in me you know by being a part of this show that sometimes instant reaction isn't always the best and um sleep on it uh which has been a, a challenge for me over 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 the years especially with with iu basketball so uh i uh I, I'm, I'm incredibly excited to be joining you um when, when you look at when you look at yesterday's you know scrimmage i think the obvious storylines, right? And, you know, we, we, we kind of got wind that, that maybe Trace, you know, maybe there'd be a couple guys that were sitting out um, and with, with Trace and Jamar. And, you know, we, we saw that before, announced before the game. And it's like, okay, this is going to give a chance for, for, you know, you start thinking about the storylines, it's going to give a chance for some of the young guys that we've heard so much about and we've seen them in bits and pieces and, you know, whether it's Hoosier hysteria or, you know, whatever it is, but this is going to, this is going to give us a chance. You know, one was slated as a starter. One was slated as somebody that's going to come off the bench early and replace Trace. So you knew, you know, you knew you were going to get a chance to see 
see those guys maybe even a little bit more than 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 we than we were originally going to. And um, you know what what a joy it was to to, to watch both of them. I think really. You know, Malik Renu, I mean, and seeing seeing the game he put forth, I think, you know, what was it, 12, 13 points at the half, something like that. Um, that might be a little bit high, but, you know, just just seeing the way he came out and, you know, both of them just look like they belong, right? I mean, both of them look Big Ten ready. You know, obviously, you know, you mentioned it, right, overreacting after a first scrimmage. And these things always have a way of being a little bit sloppy and sometimes – you know, with the way lineups are managed, they end up being a little bit closer than than sometimes we like. But this one, you, you there, there obviously there was never really any doubt, and sure there was some sloppiness at times. But you know, my biggest takeaway was really how the freshmen looked. Um, you know, those guys look like they are going to be instant contributors. Both look like they could start for a Big Ten team tomorrow today. Um, you know, so that was my encouraging thing. I thought you know, Huchifino looked smooth. Had some nice turnaround jumpers, um, you know. Had had great moxie out on the floor, and just you, you know, just again, they both look like they they belong, and um, I, that's incredibly encouraging. You think about the nucleus that's back from that year, from last year, and then being able to add these two guys, um, amongst others. So I'm 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 thrilled. Yes, and that's definitely the biggest storyline for me going in. Let's kind of maybe dive a little bit deeper into Malik. Um, I was shocked. Uh, one thing that shocked me about him uh, first was his size. I think I was expecting someone in my head. I was expecting someone kind of racist size or slightly shorter, but he looked taller than race. He wasn't obviously as stocky and wide as race. He was still very built. Um, so that's kind of one of the first things that, that took me back when I just saw them walking around and standing. I, I don't know why, but I had him smaller in my head. And then it was his footwork. Uh, his footwork is, I mean, just a thing of beauty. I mean, it is amazing what he can do with the ball. And he, his spin moves and everything, it was something that we've we've talked about and we talked about in our Twitter spaces. And then we, we've seen in all scouting reports about him and videos of him in high school was, was this great footwork and the movement he has off the ball. And it was great to see it in action and see how well he was able to implement that that now at this level. Now, again, it's against less against lesser opponents. We'll see how he handles that and how other opponents that are more seasoned big men um, can be against him. Now, that's not saying that he didn't play a seasoned guy. It, uh, let me see if I can find his name real quick. But the, the gentleman on uh, Marion's team, as they said, was a touted top 100 recruit, uh, played for some different programs. Um, so he did have some, a little bit of competition of someone to go against there for, for a little bit in the game, um, finished with the double, double 14 points, 11 rebounds, and even went out of the game at the, uh, 16 minute mark in the second half, 16, 14 minute mark. It's, I can't really trust the, uh, stats, uh, if, if you've kind of followed along last night, the stats kind of went all over the place. Some of the stat reporting's a little off on this game, but, um, again, that's fine. Again, we, we don't want to take these stats too serious, but, um, he was a little banged out when he when he went out, but um, looked like just kind of a thigh bruise type of thing. Looked like he caught a knee to the to the uh, to the thigh or hamstring or something like that. But uh, should be good go uh, the, the next game and everything. Uh, you talked a little bit about Malik. What what other things surprised you or or made you happy about Malik's game? 
Well, you, you mentioned it, man. He looks like, he, you know, t- to me, he looks like he'd, he'd make one heck of a, a tight end or defensive end on the, on the football field. The guy is just for, for a freshman, uh, the guy is just built, you know, and I think it was earlier in the week when we were doing the, the, the Twitter spaces, I think it was Chris William, IU artifacts that mentioned, you know, just the, the size of his legs and, and, their, and their tree trunks, but you know, that's just it at his size. But then, to your point, his ability to, to to manage his footwork with with that size. You see guys that come in young, that big, and sometimes it takes them a little bit while, a, a little bit of a time to kind of you know grow into their body and get you know get D one ready. But you know, and again, you know, we're we're talking about facing an NAIA team, but you know, still you could see you could see the skill set there with with what he brings to the table and and you know, finishing with 14 points. And I think going something like eight for 11 from the floor, um, that's, that's one heck of a debut. And, and, you know, it, it kind of overshadows somebody. I think we're, you know, the double, double kind of overshadows somebody else. I'm sure we're going to talk about too, is, is Logan Duncan being able to come in and do the same thing. It's, it's like, man, got two guys that, that, you know, one being brand new and then, you know, one not getting a whole lot of time last year coming in and, and, and making an instant impact like that while still having, you know, your returners from last year, I think that, you know, it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's a really solid start. Really, really, really good thing to see. Um, but yeah, Malik, Malik's going to be just a heck of a contributor for us. Yes. And it, it, in a, in a way it also made me a little nervous because uh, if he keeps going like this and does as well as he is, uh, I, I don't mean to forecast too soon or, or put the horse before the car or the cart before the horse, but um, we may lose him sooner than we, we expect to as well. Um, but I hope we have him for, for a couple of years. Cause obviously next year, as we talked about on, on Friday, uh, we lose some really good big men. And, um, the question that we kind of brought up was, well, what are the guys next year going to be like the big men? And we got a lot of answers to that in this game. And it was really the story of the big men. That's kind of the, the the most you take away, the most positives you take away from this is what what all the big men did for us. Um, talking and continuing with that, talking about big guys that are going to be here the following year, Logan Duncombe came in and we've heard a lot of things in the postseason or the offseason about him doing well. Trace Jackson Davis was, was touting for him. And again, with the depth and the skill, Guys are just going to get better because they keep going at each other at practice and everything. But great to see Logan get out there and post a double-double himself. And what really impressed me with him was his rebounding skills. And he is that motor and that rebounding vacuum cleaner that he was touted to be in high school. So it was great to see that. And the mullet looking gorgeous out there flowing around. Always great to have a, a goofy white guy with a with a mullet that's just going to outwork everyone and frustrate everyone down below. And I also watched a few possessions where he was getting really physical and battling um, when he didn't have the ball uh, on defense and offense. Um, getting getting a little handsy with the guys, getting into position and everything down below. So that that's great to see. Obviously, he's he's learning. He has to be like that in the Big Ten and and, and knows what it takes. Uh, Martha, what did you see and what do you take away from Logan's game? Yeah, I think, again, it was it was kind of the, the big the big. I mean, he was kind of even a more of a, a question mark than than I think the freshman. I think we knew the skill set the freshman brought and, and 
you know, by all reports, we knew that they were going to see the court quite a bit. But with Logan, you've got a guy who's been here for a year and, and you know, a guy that didn't see the court a ton last year. And I think by some accounts there, you know, were questions whether, whether you know, he may look to the transfer portal during the offseason last year and, and things like that. So it was for me, it was one of those questions where is, is, is he really going to be a contributor for us this season? We've heard some of the players say, yeah, he's. He's made some strides, but, you know, it, I, I go back to to yesterday and, and you know, leaving with the sense that, okay, he looks like he belongs. And anytime you can go out and get a double-double, and regardless of, of, of the opponent, we're talking about college basketball at the end of the day, you know, I think that's that's a statement, right? And, and again, just what a, what, what a blessing to have. I mean, we think about last year and the drop-off from – and this is no discredit to anybody that was on last year's team, but you think about, you know, going from, you know, getting in, getting our, getting Trace and Race in trouble and having to, you know, having a drop off to, to Michael Durr. And, and again, no discredit to him, but, and then you think about the position we're in this year and, and you know, the big 10 is a grind and who, who knows what's going to happen with injuries and, and to be able to have two guys that, that from a skill set, and, and preparation standpoint look like they're both ready to come in and contribute and and you know it, it but by by the first game it looks like logan really benefit benefited from having a year behind him being able to go up against race and trace every day and, and he's not going to come in and shy away from from contact or or, or you, you know going at it with folks down low so uh, really encouraged to see what he brought to the table encouraged to see you know i think the biggest thing is like okay was this was any of this an outlier? Let's see how they, you know, let's see how they play again against St. Francis this week. You know, are we overreacting? So, but again, I mean, it, what we saw from the two performances really echoes what we heard kind of leading up to the game from, from some of the players, some of the staff and some of the names that we heard mentioned uh, that we weren't necessarily sure we're going to be ready to be, to, to, to contribute early on. So uh, yeah, another exciting performance from, from Logan. Yep. And then rounding out our, our big men, uh, race Thompson, um, really funny to see the, uh, race Curry Thompson tweets start to pop up. Uh, obviously something that, uh, we're very excited and, and, and was something that we wanted to see expanded in his game was his three point shooting and, and race comes out and, uh, makes the first three pointer for IU, um, finishes three for four and, uh, was perfect three for three in the first half. Um, Darren had to shoot that one in the second half and ruin his perfect, uh, shooting outing of, of the game, but finishes with 13 points, uh, four, four for six from the field, um, six rebounds, just four shy to make a double, double himself, uh, but goes out pretty early and, and, and kind of rests for the rest of the game, um, as well. I can't say exact minutes cause the minutes are very off on the stat thing that I am looking at. But uh, some very promising things to see from race. Uh, Martha, what did you see from race? Yeah, I always it's and I don't it, you know the I, I asked myself and and while I love race knocking down threes and Woody of course talked about it you know after after the game and by all indications made it made it sound like he was going to allow race to continue to have that you know, that freedom to shoot threes. And it's just one of those things where you think about a big guy and shooting threes. It's like, you know, you kind of cringe when, when the ball is leaving the hands, but then it goes in and you're like, yes, I'm reminded of, of, you know, Justin Smith was, was kind of the same way. And, you know, I, I remember, I, I remember specifically a game against Michigan state where, 
you know, early in Archie's tenure where Justin Smith knocked down, I think, two two or three threes in the second half to really, really lead IU to victory. But it's one. Of, it's also at the same time, you're like, do we really want you shooting threes? And I always have kind of the same thought process for race, too. But, you know, when you go when you go three for three and, are, you know, are shooting a thousand percent from from range, by all by all means, continue to shoot. But it's 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 fun to see. I think with race, we know what we're going to get at this point. Right. I think that, you know, he's just he, he's our glue guy. He's going to. He's going to be, you know, he's going to be our leader down low. And, and you know, I, I love seeing his range. I think if he has any desire to, to, to play at the next level, it's something he's going to have to be able to showcase a little bit. So to go out and see him have some success doing so, you know, I'm all about it. And if he continues to get open looks and continues to knock them down, then then let's roll with it. But, uh, yeah, again, with race, I think we, you know, no no real surprises outside of the the, the shooting from distance and and Outside of that, we kind of knew what we were going to get, and it was good to see him have a, a pretty solid game. Yes, and and the more threes or the more at least slight bit of threat he can be from three, uh, the better the spacing gets underneath, the better uh, and the more working room that Trace Jackson Davis is going to have uh, going into the season. And and there, there's great moments as well. If, if Race can hit those and his man can draw out a little bit farther, uh, Trace gets the ball underneath, if race's guy goes to double race is really good at, at finding the back door cut. And those two are great at connecting. There's so many things that opens up for the team and for those guys. Uh, as far as the guards go, um, there's not as much I feel to take away from the guards. Um, Jalen hood, Shafino, he looked a little shaky to begin with, um, had a little bit of uh, freshman woes to, to knock off, uh, had a turnover, that was that did not look the greatest at the beginning, but uh, throughout the rest of the game looked looked very solid. Looked showed off why he is probably going to be only here for one year. Um, there was one moment where the shot clock was uh, getting down, and he got to the rim on his own and and made it through contact. Probably could have even been called for a foul, but um, still makes it through contact, which is great to see because the guards that are driving to the hole in the Big Ten are going to have to finish through contact quite a bit. And we're good at doing that and getting to to the rim. And, and that's something that X supplied us with a lot last year. So it's great to see Jalen Huchifino able to do that as well. Um, shoots a lot of mid-range. Um, and he and showed that, had that beautiful step back fade. And uh, didn't do didn't shoot as many threes. Uh, got two up, but didn't make any of them. Uh, but I think that mid-range game and that driving game is is more of what we will kind of see from him and, and more in his wheelhouse with I think a few less threes that he'll take throughout the year. What did you see from Jalen? Yeah, I think, you know, outside of the, 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 the turnover you mentioned, I think a guy that, you know, to go out and, you know, shoot five, five for eight. I, I think that, you know, if you're, if you're going to, you know, be, and I don't even think concern is the right word. I, you know, I think if there would have been some icing on the cake, it would have been, you know, Jalen knocking down a couple threes and because I think that's, you know, when we, when we look at question marks, it's like, okay, here's a guy who's, you know, got incredible guard size is going to have no trouble getting the whole creating his own shot. But when you think about opportunity areas for the Hoosiers and some struggle points from last year, it's like, okay, what can he give us, you know, as a shooting guard from, from three point land. And, and, you know, if, if there's any positives he can give us there, it's going to be, you know, an advantage over last year and, and, you know, only took two, two, three pointers, missed them both. But, 
you know, so it's not something that that um, there's any level of concern necessarily. But for me, it would have been the icing on the cake. But you know, go out and you know score 11 points in your in your first performance on on five of eight shooting. Um, you know, again, I, that one turnover he may have had one more throughout the the course of the game. But outside of that, you know, I uh, I um, you know was incredibly impressed by him and and really as advertised, I would say, right, just a guy that. Uh, you, you know, it's just, he's ready to play at the highest level. And, you know, I know it's, you know, some might think it's a stretch to say that, oh, they're playing Marion, right? But still, I mean, you know, what we've known, known about him and then getting to see him against, you know, competition that's not Indiana, it's like, okay, this kid is going to contribute and contribute often for IU. Let's enjoy him while we can, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, with that, Huchifino and, and Malik a few a few times hooking up, uh, using that chemistry that they have and everything, um, some great kind of moments there, uh, here, here and there for for those two out on the court together, and and something that I think we'll see between Jalen Hood Shafino and Trace Jackson Davis once Trace gets in there, because Trace just knows where he needs to be, same as Malik and everything, and and so uh, Jalen's just great at finding those things. So I'm very excited to be able to see him in there with him uh, once they get going. Xavier Johnson kind of had a tough go at it. Um, he was really kind of in his head. I feel like during this game, uh, there was a moment kind of about the seven minute mark. He was very frustrated at a, I think a foul or a turnover or something, something that happened, uh, watched him. Thank goodness for the BTN um, coverage in this sense that you only, it's the only time you'll hear me say that for BTN plus coverage, but um they stay since they stay on that wide shot and you see everything going on and the huddles and everything. I, I enjoyed that very much and would pay money actually to have that whole year. But you saw Woody grab X aside and, and talk to him outside of the huddle before bringing him together, calming him down, talking to him, saying what he needed to say to him to snap him out of the funk that he had going on. And he kind of got out of it from there. Uh, didn't have a big scoring run, only only finished with four points, two for 11 from the field, and, and took three threes, didn't make any of them. But he struggled a little bit. A um, few of the other guards were just kind of here and there. Nothing really major to take away from them, I would say, um, except, except for maybe C.J. Gunn. Some interesting minutes there. I think he needs to just improve on his defense. Um, Martha, let me kick it to you. Just any other guards, uh, X you want to talk about gun, any tray, any other guard play or things that, that stood out to you? Yeah, I had, um, you know, I, I had a, a couple friends attend the game yesterday and, and had a conversation with one who's, who's an overreactor, much like myself, or much like most of, you know, the common IU fan and, and, you know, spoke to him after the game and, and his, you know, he's like, man, I, I even had some con- voice, some concern about X. And, and I had to, you know, I'm, I'm usually not necessarily the voice of reason, but in this case, I, I kind of had to be and, and mention, I'm like, you're one, we're talking about a scrimmage Two, you know, X, X, it took, it took a little while for X to get rolling last year too. And he's, he's never a guy that's not going to come off as emotional or emotionally invested. Right. So, you know, don't, and, and we don't want him to lose that. That that's a big plus of him. Exactly. Exactly. And there's, there's pros and cons with that, right? When things are good, you're going to get, you know, you're, you're, you're X is a guy. You're always going to know where he's at emotionally, right? He, he wears <laughs> it on his sleeve. If he's struggling, you, you're, you're going to see some frustration come out of him and hopefully, you know, what you want and what I think he's been able to do 
really successful is channel that frustration. He's not he's not letting that frustration go beyond him in that moment. It's it's not resulting in technicals. It's not resulting in you know necessarily you know unnecessary fouls per se. So you know he's always able to challenge it and kind of work through it. And obviously you, you talked about that moment with Woody yesterday. And sometimes you know coaches need to help him reel it in, but. Yeah, he struggled two for eleven from the field and ended with four points and 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 didn't hit a three. And that's that's not necessarily the X we we thought we would get, not necessarily the X that finished the season last year, but it's the X that started the season last year. And um, you know, I, I take it I take it with a grain of salt because by all accounts he can come out this week and and you know. Uh, have a tremendous game against St. Francis. It's just, it's just X, right? And, and, you know, you play exhibition games for a reason, right? It's to work out some of this stuff. It's, you know, get some through some of these kinks. It's, it's, you know, he's seen the first live action other than IU that we've seen in a while. So um, I I, I don't have really any reason to be concerned. I think there's going to be, someone's going to have a game like this. It just, it, it happens. So work through it, bounce back. You know, he's a guy that, that we're going to rely on heavily this season. So, you know, and and, and knowing Woody and, and by all accounts, knowing X, they're, they're going to shake it off and it's on to the next. So, um, yeah, I mean, certainly you would have loved to see him come out and, you know, score double figures and, and you know, look like a, the X of late last season. But, you know, it is what it is and, and fully expect him to kind of bounce back against St. Francis. Well, and that's the beauty of the depth and the team that we have, the roster we have this year is that guys can have those funk. Guys can have those days. Guys guys can have those games. And again, it, it like you said, it it's, is truly Woody's philosophy. Next man up. Your, yeah, your number's called and, 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 and the next person can step up and, and, and help and, and doesn't become other than a slight aside talking point for us podcasters. Um, in the in the grand scheme of things and in the box score, as long as the win happens and someone else steps up, it doesn't matter. A hundred percent. And especially at the, you know, you make a, a, a fantastic point, being able to absorb somebody struggling a little bit better than last, especially at the guard position. You think about our guard lineup last year. And when somebody struggles like that, it was so much more magnified. You didn't have the ability to, to have a hood Shafino to rely on or, you know, a couple guys that are that are you know you had you had Trey that was banged up a lot of last year, so you were really relying on guys that weren't able to go in and produce. Where now you've got you've added some skilled big men, where you've got guys you can rely on down 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 low. You've got added guard depth, and it makes somebody struggling that much more manageable, that much more absorbable, and and really that must le- that much less evident. It's not going to stick out like a sore thumb. Where you know I remember games last season when. X had a performance like he he had yesterday where Twitter would have been on fire. And again, you take you take who we're playing into consideration. But still, you know, I what we saw from Hood Shafino and what we saw, you know, from Malik were were the, the headlines rather than Xavier Johnson struggling, which which mm-hmm. I don't know that we would have had that luxury last season. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. That's a great point. Now, the great thing with these exhibition games is that IU can play with different lineups and you can see different combinations. And we saw some interesting ones in there and everything. And for the first time, I, I saw IU playing a true four out uh, one in offense at one point when we had a uh, lineup that consisted of Jalen Huchifino, um, Miller Cop, uh, Trey Galloway, Jordan Geronimo and Malik 
Um, I think that's something when Jordan's in there, we're going to see a lot more. And maybe even with race, with him shooting those threes, while he didn't line up as much in there, but we saw that four out, uh, one in kind of getting worked through. Also with some interesting lineups um, with with putting, obviously, we talked about before Jalen Hood, Shafino and X together. Uh, that just seems to be such a great combo. And and a lot of times it, it did seem to default to X bringing the ball down, but it, it didn't shy away from the fact of uh, Jalen Hood, Shafino bringing it up a couple times as well. Um, were there any combos you saw that you liked? Um, any any different things that expanded past uh, players playing in different positions um, for you? Yeah, I, I was really intrigued by that lineup you just mentioned with with Race and and, and Jordan, um, Geronimo and, and Miller um, as, as kind of, you know, stretching the floor a little bit and that four out, one in. And, and you really get the sense. And and to me, this goes back to, to looking at a lot of the guys that, that IU focused on recruiting during the offseason. And, and, you know, really with – and then you, you combine that with thinking about what – what a Woody offense looks down the road. Right. And, um, you know, he's for, for his first two seasons, he's got, he's got big guys that, that are experienced and, and skilled. And that's, that's an amazing problem to have. And I don't even call it a problem. That's it's a, it's, it's an amazing, it's amazing. It's an amazing luxury to have. And, 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 but when, but also when you start to think forward about what this offense could look like or what an ideal Woody offense would look like, you start thinking about that four out one in and, and, you know, I think this this particular lineup doesn't it doesn't complement an offense like that as well as I think we'd like, right? I think you could use one more stretch big man that, that really could shoot a little bit outside, and I think that's kind of where this offense is headed. So I'm always very very intrigued to your question and and to what you were talking about about what this offense looks like when when we when we play four out one in and and. You know, if, if Miller's hitting shots and if Jordan can get the ball on the floor and, you know, extend the floor a little bit, it, what it does is creates it creates lineup problems for, for competition all over the place, right? Can they guard a lineup like that? And if we're able to stretch the floor with with talented big guys, can can the opponent's big guys, you know, handle that or guard that? So uh, I always, I'm always intrigued. I thought it looked okay. Uh, it's, it's probably something that's going to have to continue to evolve a little bit just because you know, when you look at our, our, our top lineups, it's, you know, you don't really have that luxury plan for out one end. So uh, I thought it looked good. I thought it looked okay, I guess, maybe not good, but you know, something that I'm intrigued, I'm, I'm intrigued to continue to kind of watch as we move forward. Now, one thing on the offense that did concern me a slight bit was I, I wanted to at least see a play or two where IU uh, that IU ran to get an open look for three for a guy. Um, most of the offense seems to be uh, a few plays and screens, the the two guards going down to the baseline and do cross screens for each other and then come back out a little bit of weaving up top that we that we know uh, some screens. Um, and I, I didn't really see much, much of that. Um, a few of the three point shots that that IU did have felt like they were more within the flow of the offense and and something that. Woody has touted that he is going to let these guys just play and everything. So that may be part of uh, uh, what we do moving forward is uh, you might see a play or two ran. And, and if something, if that opens up something, then um, great. I will take that. But if not, then they'll just kind of keep moving, keep setting basic screens for each other and, and, and look for the openings uh, themselves just, just from playing. Um, anything offensively, play-wise, um, as a whole that, that you saw 
or anything that, that concerned you on that end? Well, I, I, uh, that's one thing that I'm, uh, you know, I take the opponent into consideration and, and maybe at the same time thinking about our schedule here moving forward. And it's, it's, you know, if you've got set plays like that, maybe it's not showing your, your hand True. all at once. Right. You know, I, I, it's kind of the old football adage where, you know, you look at games early in the season and the offense is very vanilla. It's like, well, we're not going to show our whole playbook right yet. Right. We don't want to, we don't want to do that if we don't have to. And anytime you're you're out to a double digit lead within the first couple minutes, it's okay. Do we really need to be running all our our set three point plays? And there's obvious pros and cons to that. It's an area where we struggled last season. So let's get us some real looks and and you know see if we can knock them down. The other side of it is you know why show our hand if we don't have to? So I don't read a ton of concern into it. I I, I was you know you mentioned CJ Gunn to see him come out and knock down a couple threes. He was kind of a uh, a wild card for me in terms of not sure really what, you know, is, is is he college basketball ready? Is he a guy that's going to be able to contribute? And I, I don't know that we have that question answered quite yet, but to be able to go out and, you know, score six points and, and knock down a couple threes in your first college performance, I think bodes well for, for, for what you might be able to contribute. But yeah, I, uh, I, you know, you would have loved to see some more set plays for, for open three point looks, but I kind of also understand why we didn't. Um, you know, and hopefully as we move forward, we see a little bit more as the competition increases a little bit, you know, because before you know it, we're going to be traveling down to Xavier and, um, you know, it's, it's going to be our first live experience and, and you're going to want to go in with a little bit better feeling that, 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 Hey, we've got a little bit more in our repertoire this year, uh, from distance. So, um, but, but at the end of the day, eight for 19, you know, 42% from three, you know, I'll take it. Um, but would love to see some some more set plays for open looks from from three point line. And uh, it's an obviously an exhibition game, so we're not going to really ever have anything to complain. We don't want to complain about the refs or anything like that. But one thing I did learn uh, in this game is, and it was something that was kind of focused on last year by referees that we're going to see and we're going to have to get used to, and going to be a little aggravating. They are really honing in on moving screens. Um, again, some of them that that Indiana committed were pretty obvious and were Malik or, or some some young guys that uh, need to get used to how that is being called and need to be set. And again, that the moving screen is equally on the big guy, but equally on the guard that they're setting that screen for. They got to put them in the position where they're going to that screen at the appropriate time, um, not getting their big man in trouble. Um, on the defensive side, though, I do want to talk about it's very interesting. IU was switching on everything. Every single screen, every chance there was, IU was looking to switch everything on D. And a lot of that speaks to Indiana's size overall. There's not too many crazy mis- mismatches you're going to get beyond X switching with whoever Trace or uh, Race are on if they're on a, on a big guy. That's about the only kind of mismatch you get. Now, you might run into issues where you might have guys that are going to be a little bit quicker to get around some guys, but we've got great help defense that that we do. A little bit too much help defense in some regards and in some plays, but uh, interesting to see them switching on everything. What did you think of the D and that switching, and is that going to s- stick when we get to comp- uh, tougher competition? Is it going to be a game-time situation? W- what do you think we're going to see out of that? I noticed that as well, too, and it did seem it was like, man, it, it almost had this appearance that guys were flying all over the place, and I don't know that it's sustainable as, as competition increases. Uh, it might have been just part of the game plan, you know, as a way. You, you know, you're always, when you think about scrimmages, you're always kind of, you know, testing some things out or, or you know, 
do, doing and running certain things to see, you know, how you can execute them and where you need to work on a little bit. So that that may have been kind of the theory there. I, I don't know that it's something that, you know, it's obviously it's 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 always good to get different looks like that. But I I, I left with the feeling that when 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 you know when I think about the defense, it's like I don't I don't it looked different in in some of those aspects where all that switching was happening. So, you know, I I I left kind of saying I wonder how it's going to look against St. Francis or, or the early season games. I don't necessarily think we're going to see that much switching. Um, and, and, and maybe it was just something that we were trying to run and get used to a little bit. So we're prepared for the big 10 season. So certainly looked a little bit unique from what we've seen in the past. And, and I, I think the real, the real answer to the question is going to be how they look and what they, what they look like on D against St. Francis. Yeah. And that's, it's, it, it, it can, it can lead itself to being exploited. I think in the future with, with IU uh, guys have to continue to talk. That's, I think that's the main point. Uh, if we're going to switch everything and all accounts of people that were there, the talking was really good on defense. Um, Woody even said that I believe in his post game, when he was asked about the defense, he was very happy with how the guys talked and everything. And you need to have that if you're going to switch everything. Um, and again, some, some guys, when they were switched on a small guy, um, they got past Jordan a couple times, things like that. And then that, that kind of led to some of Jordan's frustration and, and his tic tac uh, fouls that he had um, that we obviously want to see clean up as we go along. Um, stat wise, looking at a few stats, we kind of brushed over a few though. Um, seven turnovers, um, uh, 11 total, seven in the first half and only four in the second half. So kind of settled down to that again. That's something you're going to see at the beginning of the year. We're used to a double digit number in those turnovers. Um, we didn't get to the line as much as we normally do. That that was a slight bit of concern for me, especially when you're going against a lesser opponent. You figured we'd get downhill a little bit more on them and uh, get a few more chances. Uh, but we did end up uh, six for nine from the free throw, which is uh, 67%, which isn't too bad. Um, any other stats or anything you want to speak about? Yeah, I think you make a great point with 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 the with the free throws. Um, I, I think beyond that, and and you know, you, and you also make a great point about the turnovers too. You're gonna you're gonna see some, and you know, early in the season, and and but it didn't stick out to me like a sore thumb. Where there's some turnovers, and you're like, Ugh, yes, of course. But it, you know, I think beyond that, you're you're, you're kind of you're starting to pick a little bit, right? I mean, you're you're really starting to break things down. And, and um, so, it, you know, I think that you know, nobody had any more than two two turnovers, right? Both guards had had two turnovers. Um, so it's not like somebody went out there and had a real problem turning the basketball over, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, when we, you know, we had a couple guys, I think that that had four personal fouls and with, you know, and really didn't really weren't on the court a lot. So, you know, you look at, and I think it was Jordan and Trey both had yes four fouls and. Um, and you think about those are two guys that didn't start. It's like, and then you think about the, the, the competition. It's like, okay, well, we don't, you know, obviously we've got fouls to give, but you know, we don't want, we don't want, we don't want guys fouling out. So that would be maybe the only other thing I'd look at. Um, but to have, to have two young guys, you know, I almost consider Logan a, a, a freshman to have two guys in the, in the game with a double, double uh, in the first game of the year, that, that to me sticks out a lot more than anything negative I see in the, in the box score. So, uh, leave really, really encouraged by that. Yeah, yeah, great play overall by those guys, and and very exciting to obviously see 
see Indiana back on the court again. So much fun to have them. And and like your gif or, or meme that you tweeted out during the game of uh, the guy sitting there taking notes, looking up and down and everything, <laughs> all of us overanalyzing a uh, exhibition game. And here we are speaking for 40 minutes plus about an exhibition game. But hey, this is why we're Indiana you fans. This is, it's we're Hoosier fans. This is this is right. what we do. Um, exactly. So uh, very exciting to see them go out there. Um, just going to wrap up kind of uh, your your thoughts overall on this game and, and what you took away, and, and then maybe what you want to see uh, going into Thursday's game. Well, it's it's real now, right? I mean, there's been so much we we've spent you know the last week, the last weeks, the last month, you know, with all this buildup, right, and all this conversation. And, and excitement and, and, you know, and, and hope, right? I mean, when's the last time that, you know, obviously the excitement with Woody's first year last year, but when's the last time that, that we've come into the, the season with the amount of hope and excitement that, that we have, right? Expectations are, 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 are up there once again, and it's, it's been a while and, and Indiana's back in the conversation. So to, to be able to get the season kicked off and started and, 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 and have it start with, you know, so much positive from our new additions, I think is really what sticks out to me. It's a game where it was never in doubt. We ended up winning it by close to 40 points. And you've got two guys, by all accounts, your, 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 your sixth man and, and, and your best player that, that, that don't even play. Right. And it gives, it gives the stage to some of the younger new guys and, and being able to get those guys experience and not only experience, but, have them end the game with with really putting a lot of positive production on the court. I think is exciting. Uh, my hope is, you know, you ask what what's what's one thing I'd like to see moving forward. I'm I'm hoping to see a a, a full healthy roster this week when we play St. Francis, so we can get you know before we hit that first game against live competition where it counts that we can get kind of a whole squad, you know, some action together. I think that's going to bode well for for how we get in the season because it's it gets real really really fast. I think we what we've got two games before we travel down to Xavier and they're picked, they're picked. It's going to be no walk in the park down there. They, they're picked to finish second in, in uh, the big East. So uh, they return quite a bit. And of course, with, with Sean Miller down there, I'm sure he's, he would love to get a win against uh, the, the, the team that fired his brother. So, you know, we've got to get, we've got to get some cohesion and some, we've got to be ready quick, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So that's my, my goal for this week is to get, to get everybody healthy, to get everybody some action, some live action this week before we're, you know, before these games really start to count. Yep. Yep. Very exciting to see the guys playing. Um, great that we don't have to wait very long to see them again. And, uh, we just get this season rolling. So some great pl- pluses. Uh, obviously we've got the guy, big guys settled down. Obviously we want to see, like you said, trace get in there maybe for at least three, four minutes, um, in the beginning, just to get some rhythm with X, um, see him with Jalen Huchifino and those guys, then sit him down, rest him, don't play him the rest of the game. Uh, interesting to see about tomorrow as well. Again, we don't know exactly what his injury is, so if his availability will be out there, but would love to see him get some get some play. But what I'm going to look for in this next is to see, we talked about the big guys. We saw a lot of good things from the big guys. Now I want those guards. Now I want most of the storylines to be about them see what they can give us and everything like that. But uh, we don't have to, again, we don't have to wait long because St. Francis, that game is on Thursday. It's at 7 p.m. on the Big Ten Plus Network again. So we don't have to wait very long until we see that. But that's it for this episode 
of Hoosier Morning After. Thanks for watching, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for those tuning in on YouTube. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the YouTube channel there. You can get notifications about when we're going to go live and see everything like that. Follow me and Martha on Twitter. You'll see lots of announcements about the show there as well. Special thanks, as always, to Bob Thompson. He produced the music you hear on the show. Great musician and everything like that. Thanks for joining in, guys. Go out there, as always. Have a wonderful day, and let's go Hoosiers. Thanks. Thanks.